welcome to season two, episode 20 of the Amplified Marriage Podcast. Today, we are having a discussion about the Enneagram 6. Is the 6 the loyalist? Are they loyal to fear or are they loyal to security? Welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. I'm Natalie. And I'm Brian. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you hear us say this every single podcast. Grab a coffee, grab a tea, grab a snack, get cozy on the couch. We're so glad that you've joined us for our chat today. In the last episode, if you missed it, run right now to the website and you can take a listen. Mm -hmm. It's about the eight, the challenger. Uh, does a challenger have to be a challenge? That's right. And that was Brian's Enneagram and number for those who might not know what we're talking about. I'm not sure if she's ever cracked the code, uh, the code, the mm-hmm. code of being being a challenger or not. But I think I got you pretty figured out after 20 years. Yeah. You just have to stand up to me. Oh, that's right. And then I just cave like a cheap house of cards. <laughs> well, maybe not quite, but so uh, I did want to start this one with uh, kind of a, a thought. <laughs> When people are looking at this, maybe they're thinking, well, the Enneagram 6 or the Enneagram 8, or as we even go through these, Mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't apply to me because I I know what I am or you don't know what I am. And this is not, maybe it's not as interesting as you would want because you're like, maybe I'm not, I'm a three. I think I'm a three. But I think I want to kind of land with this. Like if we break down each one of these numbers. Right. And it's all about knowing ourselves and learning who we are and learning And being, having a good emotional EQ. And what motivates you. And what motivates us and our health and our unhealth and all those things. And I think if we're going to break this down to the, that's just the level for everything. It's all about communication. Mm -hmm. It's all about learning each other. It's all about learning about other people. And so the Enneagram, just knowing these things help us, helps us be better at being people. (laughs) That's right. And you keep, like we've said it time and time again, as, as we've done the podcast, that these are just simply tools. Right. Right. It's not like a one box fits all or a one number fits all. This is more of tools to understand those around you. Right. Maybe to understand yourself better or your partner. And so, hey, if I wish, and we've said this too, I wish that we would have known this in our early years. Right. I think it would have really helped eliminate <laughs> and honestly eliminate a lot of our arguments. Absolutely. So just just for those of you that are listeners and your loyal listeners, this really does help us communicate better and just mm-hmm. communicate those and be better people with those around us. That's right. And kind of like it helps, well, as we go through, six is my number. Yep. So as we go through this of like some of the challenges that you might be facing, if, if some of the things that we mentioned are frustrating you. Right. In your own life, then you might have someone in your life that's a six. Right. And, and. Yeah, we just want you to just kind of come on this journey with us as we talk about this. So, Natalie, mm-hmm. you're a six. Yes, I am. You're a loyalist. That's the yes. name. If you were to... So, something about sixes, or my six anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're my six. And they are... Natalie is very cautious and afraid, and not afraid of, like, to go outside and obviously or anything like that, but she's... Worst case scenario mm-hmm. on every situation. So every situation. And then if I've thought of a situation, I will worst case scenario the worst case scenario that I've worst case scenarioed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, right. honestly. Yeah, and now we're discovering that my oldest son is very much like my mother or my wife, and she's, and he is very much, well, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen if I drive at 100 kilometers an hour going down the highway at right. night? Yeah. And he's just mentally in his head doing these things, just like you do. What's the worst thing I'd that we be, can do on I, the highway yeah. following the speed limit? And so... I'm very curious uh, of our children what they are as they grow up. But we're not going to type them and no. we're not going to get them to take the test until they're quite a bit older. Yeah. So here's here's the basic desire of a six is mm-hmm. this, is to feel secure. <laughs> Hands down. Which is why they seek loyalty through others, right? Like why you seek that loyalty through others because if you're loyal and that person is secure, that means yeah. you will have that feeling of security, correct? Yeah, but it's not through others, it's to them. Yeah, right, sorry, to others. Yeah. So you work hard to build really good, strong, stable relationships, mm-hmm. and that includes with me, but also with other friends, with other people. They want to feel that that others can truly, or that they can truly trust others to support yeah, them. That's right. And so you're not willing to throw your eggs in a basket if you don't think that you can trust that person. That's right. Right. So at a party, let's say, or at a get together, I would be the one standing outside of the attention. So we are not. Um, we sixes, the sixes in, in my experience, men might be different. Um, yeah, you're, I do not like being the center of attention. So, and I'm not an extrovert. So I would stand on the outside of where all the action's happening and I people watch. Yeah. Which generally means that I'm in the center because I love just meeting everyone That's and shaking right. hands. I'm a social, That's very right. social aid. Now there's a per, but there's a purpose to the people watching. Yes, there is. Because a lot can be. Um, communicated non-verbally. Right. And so I like to think that I have a sixth, <laughs> get it? Yeah, I get a it I get right now. Yes, sense. thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, to be able to pick people who I deem trustworthy versus those that I deem untrustworthy yep. just by watching them. Yep. That's very true. And so uh, you will identify those that are, that, around you that also value the same types of things. And that's where you'll actually throw your, lo- your loyalty with. That's right. Now, do you have, now here's a question. You, as a six, you have difficulty trusting others. 100%. So then how, how it takes you how long to build a, a secure relationship? A long time. Right. I have classes of friendships. I have acquaintances where, um, so if my life were an, uh, like a theater and the stage is where I am, the acquaintances would be in the bleachers. Right. Okay. Just, so they're, just the they can see me on the stage, but they're not close enough to know any really important details about me other than like, how's the weather? Great. How are you doing? I'm great. Oh, nice jacket. Thanks. Those are acquaintances, okay. right? Yeah. And so I have different classes and the closer the people are, that I can trust, the closer they are to the stage, the more in right. depth yep. I go in revealing those layers of who I am. But I do not divulge all of me to just everyone. Right. So because of that, I can often come across as being standoffish or I can come across as being kind of grumpy and cold. Yep. Um, like your brother's nickname for me for a long time was the ice queen. And it's just because I'm I sure am that's not, not the exact wording. No, but yeah. for the sake of the, of the podcast, podcast, it was the, the ice, ice queen. queen. Um, I am not willing 
to give all of that to just anyone because there's a reason. I do not want any of that that I disclose to be used against me. Right. So I'm very cautious who because I you, share what with. <laughs> because you don't trust anyone. And because of that, then I can like become defensive and I can project those feelings of insecurity or those feelings of untrust where like where other people are untrustworthy. I can project my own feelings, whether they're positive or negative, if I'm not careful. Mm-hmm. I hope That's, that makes sense. That does make sense. And so the basic fear of a six or the basic fear of a six yep. is losing personal support. Yes. Uh, lack of losing the trust of someone mm-hmm. or someone that you trusted to yeah. betray you and the stability it, that comes with that trusting relationship. That's right. If I am betrayed, it is a very, unfortunately, it's one of those, like, I chop you off. And it's done. Right? Yep. So I have very little tolerance. That's just me. Other people might be more long-suffering and gracious. And there have been people that I have been long-suffering and gracious to When my the Lord speaks to your heart and with right? thunder and lightning. But when, when it comes time to cut it off. Yep. Uh, it's a done deal. Okay. And so because of that, if you could snapshot the first five years of our marriage, how much, because we weren't stable, we weren't, there was no support. It was just, it was insecure environment and just, just the environment, not the, the relationship, oh, yeah. but the environment was insecure. Jobs were hard, was making a lot of money. Yeah. How was that for you? A nightmare. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. A nightmare because I thrive when I'm healthy. Right. I thrive in, okay, so I shouldn't say I thrive. I can be secure in myself mm-hmm. in a healthy situation. That's right. In an unhealthy situation, I'm looking to you to fill that security for me. Right. And when that wasn't happening because I didn't trust myself or my own intuition or my own judgment, mm-hmm. it became a really volatile situation of like, how am I ever going to make it on my own? If you're not, if I'm not there. If you're to, not there, yeah. right? <laughs> So what you're saying is, is because what we're learning here is that sixes really want a predictable, yep. safe, stable environment. I do not do change well at all. No, you do not. At all. In fact, it makes me very anxious and very cranky. I like routine. Well, even... I'm even, not very flexible, I wouldn't say. You're not very flexible. No. And here's the thing is like, we just changed podcasting equipment. Yes. And because we have to do the <laughs> intro outros a little bit differently... It through it throws you off. Like it's it just it's just a off. minor change. We're saying the exact same yes. things for the intro outros that we're doing the same flow, except we do it differently, and that just throws you right off. That's right. If anything, and it can be something so ridiculous. Okay, so as an example, when we lived up north, I worked as a receptionist, and I had to like um, deal with like some bookkeepy stuff. Anyhow, the program that we were using, uh, I was used to. And I was like, I know I do this, I do A, I do B, I do C. Next, I do A, B, and C. Okay, yep. so this particular day, I had a panic attack in the office, and I'm like, the whole thing is changed. And I, I remember. I was like, oh my gosh, I've messed something up. I hit something, like nothing is here. N- none of my checklists that I need to go through were in the right spots. So Everything I was called um, my very dear friend, Star, who was the one that was like double-checking all my work. I called her and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And she said, leave it. I'll check it in the next day. She comes in and she calls me and she was laughing. And she said, she calls me Frenchie. And she says, Frenchie, um, 
everything is there. And I'm like, as if it's there, it's not. And so I came out, I'm coming to the office. I came in, I was like, well, this wasn't there yesterday. The only thing that had changed was the color. The color background on this, on this program was different. The, they updated the color. Right. And it was enough Just to- Just the s- color. Okay, this is, it must seem- ridiculous to those of you listening going holy moly woman it's just the color but when you're so ingrained in routine because right. i don't change your routine well, and you're task oriented yeah. not task oriented but you're like numbered list this is what i have to do today exactly. it's all organized there's and tabs so, right and right. so it's enough to throw me off right so <laughs> so you have a tendency to expect the worst and hope for the best. And before we did this, you you made this weird argument. No, no, I plan for the worst and hope hope, hope that I never have to use that. So I'm like, exactly. <laughs> you expect the worst, That's and you, you hear hear me out. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same thing. I don't know what you're talking about. If I'm planning for the worst, expect that is just so that should something happen i'm not expecting expecting it. to happen i'm hoping should. it doesn't happen no 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 that's the second part hoping that it doesn't but so you're hoping that the worst does not you can't get out of this one no i want you to keep explaining because this is amazing i'm hoping that i never have to use it but should i need it i know exactly what i'll be doing so you just convoluted all the words in that statement to say the exact same thing and then giggle your way through it cutely and expect me just to, to like ah, that's not yeah. true I disagree with that sentiment. I plan for the worst and hope I never need to use it. But as a six, as a six, this is the exact same thing that you are the exact thing that you would say to defend your position about expecting the worst. Is it? I don't know. Oh, is it? I don't know. Okay. So you express (laughs) moving on because we could be here for a while because I'm just, I'm crying, trying not to laugh because it's the exact same thing. Anyway, they may express fear by overthinking decision-making. Yes. Can I just make a statement now? Yes, you can. You've gotten very good at not overthinking. Really? (laughs) And I like how you're just so blown away by that. You're like, what? Really? (laughs) Well, it's because I'm in my own head and I... That's really nice of them that I've made progress. Okay, so let me rephrase this. I said <laughs> you are getting really good at not verbalizing the overthinking about the decision we have to make. Can you give me an example of how I would overthink something? So we would make a decision even to, to buy tires. This is like a week oh, ago. Oh, Lord. We've been talking about buying tires for the car for now almost two months because you're, again... You expected that it could be snow in June and we could need our tires. And so she's, so we're, I'm, you know, you're right. We need tires. we got to get tires. And I'm being an eight. I go down to, I called five shops, yep. got prices on all of them. Went, went down to Canadian yep. Tire. I found some steel rims that I want for the tires so we don't hurt the, the ones we have on there yep. to replace them for the same price as just getting rubber from one of the other places. And on the spot, I'm like, she's going to like the tires. She'll like the price paid for them. I came home. You're mad because I didn't get the decision with you because you wanted to overthink the tires, the rims, oh. the cost, the money, everything. That ha- and because you weren't there, even though we had literally over talked this decision for two months. Okay. That's a valid <laughs> point. <laughs> right? Does, he, he's not wrong. And you, you were actually, you were visibly annoyed that I made a decision to buy the tires. And I'm like, Nat's going to love this. Cause I'm like, I'm providing the stable, safety that she needs on her vehicle to have the safe for this the winter to come i mean this is a stable environment 
She 100% agrees with me, but because she wasn't part of the overthinking of the decision for the tires, yeah, that's true. it bothered her. Yep. And we had to work our way through it. That's right. So sixes. <laughs> there, There is light at the end of the tunnel. I, I like how you just we, blow past we, that one. Like we, we need to stop talking about this. I would say that we're complex and we're complex because we can, we can be on both sides of the fence. Right. So we can be submissive, but yet rebellious. Submissive, but yet rebellious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and depending on the authority figure, for example, will determine which side of the fence we're going to land on. Yep. That's there very are sure. times when I am full out submissive and not like submissive in marriage. Like that's a whole different topic, but just yeah, that's a whole podcast about in, your lack of submi- submissiveness it, to me. <laughs> You guys, you could talk oh about this for gosh. hours. Oh, we'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, to be submissive or I don't like the authoritative person in um, the one in charge for whatever reason. Either I don't trust them or that's probably what it is. Let's just be real. Okay. Let's say I don't trust the person. There is no way that I'm going to submit to that. Right. And so I will flip to the rebellion side and let me tell you. You, there's no stopping me. Right. But the the thing about that is, is that other, other numbers would just, wouldn't say anything, or you may not even say anything. You'll just rebelliously disagree with everything that they say, but you may not say anything directly to them. I dig my them. heels in. Whereas as an eight, I'll just right. be like, whoa, bro, like, don't be a jerk, or I'll stand up to them. Yes. Right? Okay. So some good things about us. Yeah. We're reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. I would say all of those things are true. <laughs> and and the, you kind of had a like a pause there. There's no that pause. There was, like I would say that I'm still thinking about the tires. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just and and also they expect the worst, hope for the best thing. It's just it, I'm still. Yeah, but because of that, we are excellent troubleshooters. We can foresee problems and foster cooperation. That was you. Do you know how when we were early married, you I'd be in a situation, work wise with a person. It generally was about people. Let's, I'll just be honest. It was always about mm-hmm. people. And I would be like, oh, we can, we should, we can trust this person or I'm going to do this. And she's like, you know what? I don't, I don't think that's wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always saw ahead <laughs> and I don't There's even. There's an intuitive. So I'm going to say, I give you props because I don't even doubt that anymore. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to cut this off and throw it away because like whatever the situation is, is because you see it first, mm-hmm. you know what the problem possibly can be. You're already seeing, I've learned to do that as well, but I'm more on the side where I just want to help and push through and challenge yes. them on it. And when you're like, there's going to be problems here that even if you challenge them is not mm-hmm. going to change. That's right. And so you foster that. I love that. The foster cooperation. You you fostered this now, there can be a way s- in me to cooperate and get things done. Right. And having said that, like there can be, I can be quite cynical of other people. Well, yeah. And it can come across... Oh, well, I can either be judgmental or it can come across as being judgmental because there have been times in just in um, working, um, how do I word this correctly without being... Working with drug addicts? Well, okay. Well, I, guess, oh, I don't know how else to But they're, they're just easy. They're in early in recovery. That's right. And, and they're so, still working through some stuff. Yeah, and there was... Um, several occasions where I was like, mm, this is what I think is going on. Right. And you couldn't see it. And I nope. was like, and you right. were like, oh, you're being, you're, a wrong. Judge- you're being a little judgy. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll be here. Yes, to say I told you so. 
when, because <laughs> I can be like that too. We don't recommend that as a um, marriage communication style, as I told you still. No, but I'll be here. All right then. To we'll talk. We'll be here to talk about it when you realize that I was right. Yeah. And more often than not, it was correct. Right. And so, um, I'm not saying that I'm not judgmental. I can totally be judgmental. What? Right, but we do have a sixth sense I didn't want to say and an, an intuition for yeah. untrustworthy people yep. or people that are shady. Uh, sixes can also become defensive, evasive, yep. anxious, yep. running on stress. And, and the complaining about it, hands down, 100%. Uh, if I'm saying yes to something and I don't check my motivation for uh, why I'm saying yes to something and I agree to it yeah. and I should have said no... <laughs> Yeah, Guaranteed, I guess. I'm going to be right choked about it. Now, because I'm a loyalist, I will see it through, 100%. but I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, well, no. And you're not a whiner, though. No, but I'm an internalizer of like, why did I yeah. say yes? And I'm grumpy at the fact that, not that I felt bamboozled because I made the choice, but I, right? So I have learned, and if you are a six, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. Your no be no. Yeah. And if you're humming and hawing, it's a no. Right. And be secure in that and, and don't be afraid to say no if you're on the fence of like, I don't know if I should and whatever. Yeah, if and you're even going back to like running on stress, that kind of comes back up to the fact that you overthink the decision making and you stress yourself out in yes. that. Yep. And and little things like this, right? That's right. Um, sixes can be cautious. <laughs> That's very much you. And Ooh, in yes. uh, indecisive. indecisive. Yep. The indecisive thing drives me bananas yep. when we go to Tim Hortons. I like to think I'm decisive. You, well, I know I'm not, but I like to think I am. Well, it's because I just forced a decision on you. You're like, you have to, you got 10 seconds. You got until I close this door and you have to text me while I'm in the store to tell me what you want because we're going to go in and get it done. That's right. And the moments that I am decisive, yeah. then I'm predictable because right. it's always the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you typically have self problems with self-doubt. Yep. And I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious of 99.9% .9 of people. <laughs> I think that's a bit low. It might just be 100% of everyone. No, because you're the 1% of suspicious. I don't even think, I don't, I think, I think it's Katrina. I don't think it's me. I think it's Katrina and Nathan that you're, you're like, I'm not suspicious of that. But Brian, I might be a little yeah. sneaky. There are people in my inner sphere that I am not suspicious of. All but right. for the common person, 100%, I'm suspicious of your motives. So if I, I found this on Crystal Speaks. It's a website that actually deals very deeply with um, the Enneagram. And I want to say, this is something she says, self-talk. When you're having that moment in your brain, if I was to say this, and this is the self-talk, the world is threatening in an unsafe place, be prepared. <laughs> yes. Plan for the worst. Be prepared. Prepare for the worst. It says, be prepared. <laughs> Whatever. It just changes the layer. Be prepared. <laughs> be loyal. People can count on me. Be careful who you trust. I must not be afraid. I must not let my guard, but I must not let my guard down. I must mm -hmm. protect myself. I must be loyal. Yeah. Is so that accurate? You, yes. And you see the both the, the, um, the war that goes on in the mind. I got it. I, people can count on me, but I have to be careful who I trust. Right. Right. So and, people can count on me, but I'm not hundred percent. I can count on them. Yeah. Because you know that you're trustworthy. Right? I must not be afraid, but I must not let my guard down. Yeah. So you're on both sides of the fence. It can yeah. be really st that stressful. So some of the gifts um, of the Enneagram is devotion. They're committed yes. to the value. They express that. Uh, courage. And you're very courageous. When you get it in your mind that something is uh, the greater thing or the justice, you're very justice-driven. That's I am very justice-driven, but... 
I don't want to be in a place to cast justice on another person, if that makes sense. To make the judgment on another. To make the, yeah. the judgment yeah. call. I, I, that part terrifies me, but I'm justice of like, you have wronged And you need humanity, to pay. Right? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that I could actually follow through. Right. And so they're courageous. They're prepared. <laughs> we're, so yes. we're planning on a family trip to Disney. And if my brother-in-law listens to this, he's very much the same. He is also a six. <laughs> and so these two are funny. I mean, my sister are just like not. But anyway, we're planning a trip to Disney. We want to take one large vehicle mm-hmm. across Canada into the border. I'm 100% against it. Just I'm because. Go- I'm just, no, listen, listeners, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, family. I am going to go along with it because I love my family. I love my brother-in-law. I love my sister. Mm-hmm. I love my nephews and nieces. I don't want to spend the extra money it's going to cost to rent a van, rent, get the insurance, and use the fuel to go across. When mm-hmm. I have a hybrid, that's going to cost a quarter of the cost to go across the border. Now, that's besides the point. I just want everyone to know where I stood. Now, going across the border, the reason, Natalie, the biggest, the biggest reason is this I'm one curious. thing, preparedness, being alert and risk aware. She's yeah. the reason we do this is because my brother-in-law mm-hmm. has done this before, and a she's worried about the highway. Mm-hmm. 10 months from when, from now. I'm not worried about the highway because I've been on that highway. And for those of you who live off the I-5, I commend you for <laughs> braving that because that is the scariest highway. So the, the one thing, it's not about, it's not about money. It's not about comfort in the vehicle. Nope. It's not about anything else. It's about the, the fact that Jeremy knows where he's going. That's right. And he'll be safe on that highway. Yep. Because he knows what to do. He, she, her biggest fear is what if we get separated if we're in two vehicles? Duh. And risk aware. So you're prepared well. Oh, yeah. I'm prepared months and months and months. Uh, and months I just, I'm like, I'm so, I was so excited for the adventure. If we get separated, it'll be fine to try and get a hold of each other. Nope. Where do we go? No, not nope. her. Nope, 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 nope. And we've talked about this already. Trustworthiness. Trustworthy. You're very trustworthy. We now, are team oriented. Yeah. You very much, sir, you do super well with a group where you can yes, collaborate. I and love put, being part yeah. of a team. I don't necessarily want to be the one in charge, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Whereas I have to be the one in charge. Yeah, or so that not like we controlled. work well together because I like to be a part of all the planning and preparing. But you don't want to have to lead any of it. I don't want to have to lead any of it, yeah, even though you do lead things. I do lead things. Yeah. I lead. I lead lots of things, but it's certainly not. And I can. It's not because I can't. Just, I just would. That's prefer. not where. Yeah, that's not your. You I like, like to work well in a team. Yep. So let's talk about how sixes are in relationships and marriage. Oh, we're not easy to be with. I did want to say it out loud. Yep. Go ahead. Like we, it's about being real and raw, particularly at the beginning of a relationship, because we are so, we don't trust people. We will create scenarios. I'll speak for me. I will create scenarios. And I did when, before, I guess we were like really seriously dating, um, just to see how far I could push you yep. to see what, at what level would it take for you to get mad? And how much did it take for me to get mad? A lot. Um, like a lot. And it used to make you it, mad because dis- I wouldn't get angry. And the, the things that we would, that I would do, um, would be so petty and juvenile. Um, but for example, like, um, I remember driving down the highway and your car, my 1981 Toyota Cresita just died on the highway. Because the plug for the oil pan leaked and my engine seized. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And so we were on the side of the highway, um, in like a really nice neighborhood, but we won't talk about all the people that didn't let us use their phone. 
Well, but back when before there were cell phones, there I was, was like, no well, cell phones then. something's wrong with my car. Right. Clearly, we were out to murder all of these people in their houses is, Obviously. What, is what this We knocked on nine doors community. and talked to nine people before one person let us use their phone. Right. But I was happy just to knock on doors and be like, well, I guess we got to talk to people. So his car died and I was expecting a humongous, like, freak out. Yeah. Because... Gosh, that's what I would have done. So I would have lost my mind had that happened on the side of the highway. You were so cool as a cucumber. And so it's well, not I like I, to, I, I created to, that scenario. But I had to impress the lady. But it's just things like that. And I would um, say things and sometimes I would start arguments just, just to, to see, see what would happen. And I'd be like, what is it going was, on? It's so stupid, honestly. But it, there was a purpose. Yeah. Right? Can I trust this person? Which is super funny because when you do that now, I'm like, all right, let's roll. I'm ready to fight. Yeah, we're always watching at that stage. Yeah. And maybe this is the stage you're at, but you've been together for a long time. Right. Where you're always watching for hints of abandonment. You're always watching for hints of betrayal. Right. That can be so exhausting if you're looking for it at under every rock, so That's to That's true, yeah. Right? And I did for a long time. And that it's like one moment we're pushing, I'm pushing you away. The next I'm clinging. And then I'm pushing. And then I'm clinging. And um, we <laughs> alternate between yeah. those two places in an unhealthy place. Yep. Now, I, oh gosh, when I was pregnant with our oldest, all of a sudden this fear of abandonment just like descended like a cloud over my mind. And I remember so panicked that you would just up and walk out and leave me and abandon me pregnant with your child because I was like what if what if I said I was ready to have kids but he just lied about it and he wasn't ready and now now he's just going to up and leave I have no job I have no money I'm I'm stuck here with his baby and so I would wake up out of a dead sleep he's laughing it's the truth the I mind of a six and I'm like if I was going to leave it would have been a long time ago cuz you're crazy right <laughs> But I'd wake up out of a dead sleep. I did. I, I wouldn't say that. I would, like in, in jest. In Don't jest. say that I in the moment. No, no, I wouldn't say that in the moment. But now I'm like, what? I'd wake up in the morning and like, love, I'm right here. I don't know where you thought I was okay, going, but I'm just, but, I'm right here. But I wake up out of a dead sleep screaming like, Brian, are you still here? And, and then like, making I'm me still here. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Right? Second baby. I was like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen. So this is like progression of health for, for me as a six. Yeah. So baby number one, I'm freaking out. He's going to leave. I'm going to be alone. Remember several podcasts ago where I was the one that phoned the police when he didn't show up. For I 45 thought, minutes. Okay, so this is out of that mindset. <laughs> baby number two, I'm like, oh, you can choose to leave. You could totally abandon me and I will take you for everything you're worth. That was the mindset with baby number two. <laughs> baby number three, I'm like, oh, he's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so but I, I don't know how we how it took so long. It took three children to realize, hey, health progression he's not in leaving. a nutshell. <laughs> right? Uh, you d- just like even this, you decide things and then second guess. Yep. Is that and true? And then repeat. So I many times have I? There's a reason I didn't include you in the decision of the tires. Probably because I would have second guessed, and we probably would have spent more money. Well, and, I and honestly, have, like, I don't know why. I am so not obsessed with my opinion, but think that I have some great, I mean, like you worked with tires, like, you know, I don't, <laughs> right? And but, you were arguing but me. But Google knows. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, but I didn't use Google. I used a, a professional tire man to tell yeah, me what I, I had to do. <laughs> but yes, we decide and then second guess. So I will go into a store and I'll be like, I'm going to purchase this. And then immediately feel guilty 
about wanting to purchase, then I'll second guess and I'll talk myself out of it and I'll put the, I'll put the thing back. I don't know how many times I've picked up a chocolate bar and had to, to put it down and then pick up a different one, then another one and another one. Oh, but clothes, shoes, it doesn't matter what it is. You buying clothes for yourself is a nightmare. Right? I'm a great shopper for everyone else and I am totally this decide. Should we tell everyone guess. what happens when you don't buy clothes? What you say? What you do I say? Just, you're like, you wouldn't let me buy clothes. I'm like, mm-hmm. You know what oh, really happened? that's hap- just in jest. Yeah, I'm like, you didn't let me buy clothes. I'm like, you mean the one that sent you and said, please buy some stuff because you'd never do it? Because <laughs> you can't decide. You can't decide on the clothes that's you right. want. And then we project our issues. Yeah, on me. On me. I'm that's the one right. that's all so of a sudden. I'm the, a, we're just bringing it full circle yeah, for I'm the guy that, that is like not letting <laughs> she will He won't let me spend money. He's so, he's, yeah. See, oh, people, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Except yeah, for that you one time. very, very generous, except that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Oh, man. We are troopers. When we are healthy, we are some of the most fun, steady, and undemanding companions. And as you can tell, she's pretty healthy now. I'm very healthy now. We can have some fun. But that doesn't mean that the old patterns of how I've done things in the past don't try to creep. Oh no, absolutely to creep not. In and like because re- it, like it's one of those things that you you uh, even what we said at the beginning, you become aware and emotionally yeah. aware of things, and so yeah. when you know they're happening, you can deal with it. You don't know what you don't know, so we've learned so many different things and so yeah. many different ways over these years to to take care of those. Yeah. And to deal with the issues as they come up, to deal with the mindset, to deal with the, the things that happen in your head, right. that you actually are like, no, no, I'm not going to let this win. Yep. See, some of the, this is the, the beautiful thing about some of these other numbers that we're going to go into is, like your sister, for example, is a seven. We should have her. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should. But she is he- super fun and super, like she draws the spontaneity out of me because I am a I'm not she a risk sure does, I'm not she? a risk taker but she draws that fun side out and I really like I really appreciate that she's a seven which is an enthusiast yeah which is just like woohoo we're gonna do the next greatest thing that's right me but and her have a lot of fun I have like it's a mindset I can choose to miss out on fun experiences yeah. now I am not going to be going skydiving that's right. just not a thing that's happening but I'm saying like um going on a roller coaster or things like that. Because trust me, I've done all the research about any ride that we could possibly go on. And might die on. Right, and might die on, and who's died on it, how long ago, <laughs> right? This is this is just how my mind functions. Right. But my kids even, when we took them to Silverwood one year, and they, my son was like, Mom, you, you, like, you gotta come on the one wooden roller coaster that was the scariest one. It was the funnest. It was like, I don't know, 100 feet up in the air. And so he's like, you're going to regret it if you don't come. And I was like, oh, I hate that. That's true because I don't want to miss out. Right. But sometimes fear of dying on a roller coaster (laughs) far outweighs my ability to have fun. I did go on that roller coaster. I did yell that I was going to die the whole way around. And I didn't die. (laughs) Because you're still here and now you're doing the podcast. Right. And, And I had fun. Will I do that one again? No. Oh, come on. Like, not a chance. But I'm glad that I did, right? So I yeah. faced, we we have the ability to face our fears. Yeah, absolutely. So if you could get one, one final bit of, if you, a communication advice to everyone who is married to a six, or is friends with a six, has a six child, what's the best way to communicate with a six? When we're in that state of mind where it's almost irrational how ridiculous our scenarios are. Do not point 
that out of like, you're being like over the top or you're being this or you're being that. Acknowledge. And you're right. This could honestly, happen. You're right. This could happen. But what, what's this, the likelihood? Right. But this, this also might mm-hmm. not happen. Yeah. Right. And what is the worst? And like helping to talk, you sort of like help us to talk ourselves off the ledge. And oftentimes if it's articulated in a way that is non-condescending or dismissive. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We will, we're smart. We will be able to see how kind of humorous and over the top our initial fear was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so acknowledge, yeah, you're right. That is scary. What could possibly happen? And as we lay out our worst case scenarios, because God knows we already know what they are. Yeah. We can spell them out for you. As, as we communicate that, without rolling your eyes or without being like, see how ridiculous you are, we'll get there on our own. Yeah. Of like, it could happen, but it might not. Right. Right. And so I, I think just hearing your spouse or partner out. And I would say just from uh, like a challenger's point of view, but anyone that deals with a six, as exactly what you said. Don't you, tell a six to chill out. <laughs> which is oftentimes my default. I'm like, whoa, whoa, just relax. And she's yeah. like, excuse me. She's like, going to knock me right, out. You're right, that does but sound just, scary. Yeah, just acknowledge the fear and then, uh, but don't raise, don't raise it to the next level. That's right. Like, don't raise your tone. Don't raise your, like, raise the voice. Like, yeah. because it, it really just, it, they, you turtle. And don't be little. And don't be little, right? Right. And so, so it's so just like, one of those. Validate the person. Validate your spouse, your partner. And just, and treat them, like, kindly. And don't just yeah. batter them when things don't go your way, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, we really enjoyed talking about this. And so if you have been enjoying the Amplified Marriage Podcast, it really means a lot to us when, well, one, you email us and you let us know mm-hmm. if you have any topics or anything that you want to talk about. But it means a lot when you share it. And That's you let right. people know about us. You follow us on the Facebook or I said the Facebook like an old man would. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> you can follow us on the Instagram or the Facebook. Um, if there's any topics... Any questions or anything you would like us to discuss, just email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com or you can connect with us on Instagram and or Facebook, That's not right. the Facebook, Facebook. <laughs> and we would love the opportunity to, to get to know you and chat with you. And as you hear us say at the end of every one of these episodes, and we believe it with our whole heart, we believe that your marriage can be reset, refreshed, recharged, and restored. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.